Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh-made, Mexican-inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions, as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes, as well as corporate team-building seminars. Check out the website to learn more, selena's.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S dot com. Jazzcast Pros. I'm already not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm already doing this just to be doing it. It COVID just really gave me a time to reflect on what was important for me. And I don't think we do that enough as business people, because I think we only think about our clients, our customers, the people that we're serving. And I just knew there was another way to serve them in a way that would be beneficial to them and to myself. You have to be okay with bettering yourself, bettering your business, bettering your situation and starting brand new if you have to. Like you have to be all in on your transition. Hey ladies, do you own your own business or are you considering starting your own? Are you craving connection and are ready to feel seen? It's time to get real about what it takes to make it as a woman business owner. My name is Kelly Bush. And I'm Kelly Metris. And we're the hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the podcast that unites and educates women business owners through real, raw, and honest conversations. I hope you enjoy our interview with Denise Esther. So Denise is going to create us all a Goldilocks planner. I'm interested to hear her story because I know there's there's a pivot somewhere in there. So that's where we met her when she was officially pivoting. And that was before COVID, before pivot was the big P word that I hate. It's not really pivoting. It's natural growth. It's necessary growth. Yeah, really. This podcast has been brought to you by Gallery Salon, where beauty and art collide. You can find out more at galleryhair.com. Do you know what's frustrating? Hmm. The amount of things I have going on. You know what you need? A planner. (laughs) I do. I literally have been emailing myself notes. I know. I see them in front of you. came to your house today (laughs) with a pile of printed, emailed notes to try and organize my life. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I didn't even do it on purpose, sat down to interview Denise about her planner and yeah. her business. Yeah. Being organized is very important as a business owner. It's something that I struggle with every day. And I I feel like I'm a pretty organized person. How many organizational strategies have you attempted in the past two years? Well, I have my Google calendar, which is the most important thing, except when all of a sudden I put your email in and then you get my appointments on your calendar. But for me and Don, we need to know where we are at all times you for share, business. You share a Google calendar? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Cause I do most of the scheduling cause he wakes up at 11 o'clock in the after, or in the morning. So it's easier for me to kind of just plan out the day. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I put it all in there. No, Aaron and I cannot. I put everything. The problem is I put everything in my calendar for everything I do, everything I'm a part of, including the kids. Oh, yeah, me too. Doctor's appointments, Mm -hmm. my life. Like, it's all the same, right? Yeah. It's all part of my day. And he looks at my calendar and he's like, no, because there's only like one thing during my day that he needs to know about. Right. (laughs) 
Excellent. Well, with the two, yeah, with the two places, we just need to know who's where and who needs to do what. And is anybody going to be able to be home around six to let the dog out? Right. I'm going to learn a little bit more about being organized and actually learn more about what Denise does and how she started. Welcome to another Bossy podcast, Getting Real with Bossy, today with Denise Esther. Denise Esther is a creative consultant and productivity coach, founder of MuseCo, creator of Inspire 365 Planner, and host of She Abides podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Denise, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a Rochester transplant. I came here from somewhere else. Even though I have been to Rochester my entire life, my grandparents have lived here for almost 40 years. Um, so we would come visit holidays, summers, and it's ultimately what led Rochester to be home for me. Um, I'm an Army brat. I married into the military. Um, Just couldn't get away? No, I, I actually <laughs> wanted to go into the military myself. Oh, really? Yeah. My mom wasn't having that. Yeah. So military life was what I knew, what I wanted for my own children. And my husband didn't get the memo. He got out like literally after we had our first son, because he was like, I don't want to be away from him. So So I was like, okay. And my dad was like, you have to talk to him. He has to stay in. Like, (laughs) this is, this is a career path. Well, maybe that was your opportunity to jump in that. Yeah. Um, But then I didn't want to be away from him. So we both decided that it was best. And, you know, we, raise them together. I would work um, days or I'd work nights so he could work days. And so he didn't, cause he also didn't want him in daycare. It was like this whole thing. So it, it was what was best for us. And There's then a lot of people that do that. Yeah. The switch. Yeah. And then we moved to Rochester and this is where I've made home, started my businesses, raised my kids. Now my youngest is graduating. My oldest is graduating from college. How many? So I have two, two boys. Congratulations. Thank you. Because I am almost done. You are almost there. <laughs> your work is yes. done. Yes. Yes. So you have had multiple businesses. Yes. So what was your first business? My first business was Muse. It was just an event planning company for seven years. Can and you give me a timeline? Where are we starting at? Yes. Um, <laughs> 2014. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That falls into the blanket um, pre-COVID. Yeah. Yes. The before times. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. The hundred years. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Wow. Yeah. I think we're at that point. I always thought like we had to be a lot older to say back in the day, but now no. that we've gone through a pandemic, yeah. we can say back in the day. Yeah. I don't think that's something to be proud of either. No. <laughs> it's where we're at. It's such as life. Yeah. yeah. So 2014. Yes. I started Muse, which was just events. And it started because I love doing events and I'm good with organization and just making things pretty. And I was doing my kids' birthday parties and people would come and say, who did this? And I'd be like, me, you know? And my husband was like, I think this is your thing. I think this is it. Like, this is what you should be doing. And you should start a company. Like, he was the one that kind of pushed me into doing it. Had you worked in event planning before? No. But I was an executive assistant. And there's a lot of event planning. There's like a lot of, you know, organizing retreats and conferences and lunches and just all of that stuff. So I was already good at that type of stuff. So it just made sense that I could do it 
for the fun stuff, yeah. right? So yeah, that's, how that's that a lot more fun than corporate lunches. Yeah. For sure. mm -hmm. And then I am an organizer and a planner by nature. I'm an army brat. Father was a, you know, drill sergeant, like everything, you know, dad, my dad always would be like, you plan for the worst and then you're prepared. If it doesn't go <laughs> wrong, then it's fine. You know? And so I would be constantly, it's like, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, that's the worst thing you ever taught me because <laughs> I was constantly not in the moment because I was constantly thinking about what could mm -hmm. go wrong. And so then I was over planning. And then as I've worked with a lot of, you know, I, I worked with a software company and they kind of do this agile process where they're like, no, we just create it, put it out. And then we go back and we refine it. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We're not going to have a meeting about the meeting. Like yeah. that, that can't happen. You know, where's your spreadsheet? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? We don't have like a mock-up, you know, like, it's like, oh, we design, we have a design and then we just do it. And then we just kind of, it really taught me that like, it's okay for it not to be perfect. You can perfect it as you go. Every year I go to Michael's and get a planner and, you know, go through the whole thing. I'm that person that has all the stickers and the washi tape <laughs> and markers. And I couldn't, I just was getting to the point where I just couldn't find one that was, it fit my business, it fit my work. Cause at the time I was still working full time and it didn't fit like my church life. I'm very involved in my church and I remember going to lunch with, with my, one of my very good friends, um, Sarah, and she got her planner and I walked out of there without one. And I said to her, I'm just frustrated because they're either too big or too small. And I need one that's just right. You know, a Goldilocks planner. Right. And I went home and all night I thought about creating a planner. And so I remember I came to work the next day and said, guess what? And she said, what? And I said, I'm creating my own planner. Heck yeah. And she goes, so we're creating a planner. <laughs> and I was like, yep, we are. <laughs> so planners, I have a love hate relationship with them. I love buying them. Yeah. And then I hate looking at them three months into the year when I've done nothing. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe I've just not had the right planner. I think I just needed to come well, to you a lot sooner. and there is a method to it. And I think finding the method that works for you is important, right? So Inspire 365 Planner was born. And I was very intentional about the things that I put in there. Very goal-oriented because, as we know with business, we are constantly changing. Our needs are changing. Our businesses are changing. And so I was very intentional about making it a very holistic planner, mm -hmm. like there's habit tracking. So people who want to track, you know, like I want to change some habits, but I don't know where to start. Right. So I have habit tracking and coloring because I did studies that say, hey, if you color, it kind of helps you refocus sometimes. And I don't always color in mine, but it's there for people who do. Um, adult coloring was this huge I yeah, coloring. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's still, you know, something that a lot of people like to do, but it really is good for your mental health. So that was important. And there's, um, you know, goal setting and there's a monthly view and a weekly view and there's big boxes because I hate those little boxes yeah. that I can't mm -hmm. write anything like, in. You just right? ask me to write something in there that's more than three words. Right. <laughs> right. So 
it was very intentional, which kind of led to up to COVID. So you were doing both. I was doing doing both. And at the time it went together in my mind, but to other people, it it didn't. But you had a need for your business and then created. Correct. It was my own. It was my And into another business. We just talked to Rosa at the last podcast about Mm -hmm. how her business changed just because there was a need. Yes. And you're like, oh, well, now I have a new business because I had a need and Mm -hmm. I address that need and that need turned into I need more revenue. So here's a new business. (laughs) Right. Did you have like three different planners? I did not. I was fitting them into this one planner that I was making myself because I would buy the planners that you could just buy the inserts. And so I was making it be what I needed it to be. So you're essentially making your own planner anyways. Correct. And (laughs) I was spending like 60 bucks. Right. Because that's how they get you. Yes. They don't have nearly enough what that you need. And then all of a sudden you have to buy. Right. Three packs of replacement sheets. Right. At $10 each. And you know, I only need one. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I create, you know, created with everything that I would need in there. There's budgeting. I mean, everything that I was buying, I put in this planner. So sometimes people are like, it's really thick, right? It's really, <laughs> it's really I like thick, that though. but I like that I have everything. It's not for everyone, right? That this planner isn't going to be for the regular person who just wants to just plan out their day or write out their week. This is for the people who are really busy and are running multiple, you know, parenting and businesses and just all of those things. And so I knew going in who my audience was and I'm okay with that. I have gotten to the digital, but I will always start (laughs) with my paper. I literally write down everything I have, like I have to write it down or I Mm -hmm. won't remember. Like yesterday, I was so proud of myself for not looking at my calendar and I forgot my kids' therapy appointment. (laughs) Right. And like... And I, they called and I was like, there's no way I can get there in time. Like at this point, we're already late. And I the, I was so, I literally was so proud of myself for not looking at my calendar. And I was like, I should have written it down. Yes. But yeah, if you don't write it down, you can't remember it. Yeah. I belong to Bossy because it is a community of women of all entrepreneurial levels, supporting, encouraging, stretching, correcting, and loving each other so that we can be the best versions of ourselves to be successful business owners in our community. As a woman of color, it is important that there be inclusivity and respect of people's cultures and the differences between us, and that's what you get with Bossy. I have seen the women of Bossy encourage and support and rally around a member who has been in the group one day the exact way that they have for a member who has been in the group for years. What is the most surprising thing that you learned about making your planner? Like when you started and you had the idea and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. What point or part were you like, oh crap, didn't think of that. Or like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I didn't know about that cost. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because, so my other thought was like, I want this to be pretty so that I don't have to pay a lot of money in buying all the stickers and washi tape to make it pretty, right? It costs when you want to print pretty colors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't take that into account. I also 
didn't take into account some of the things that I put in there that I knew other people wanted that I didn't necessarily use. So I had a meal prep section. I don't meal prep. I eat whatever I want, whenever I want, all day long. I don't, I don't <laughs> meal prep. And one of my friends who does bought it. And then she said, I sent out a survey after like, hey, we want to keep improving. What do you think? And she was like, yeah, the meal prep should be weekly because people who meal prep, we go to the grocery store weekly. And I was like, oh, so now <laughs> like edit. Yeah. And I didn't design it because that was just too much design work. So I had to go back to my designer and say, hey, we're going to make some changes this year. And we, it just kind of kept evolving. It's a cost you don't think about, you know, it's just things like that. You know, the cost of like it all being in color and, mm -hmm. you know. Do they charge you per color or just is it color versus black and white like a printer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that jump in itself is pretty significant. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't realize how much. Like it was a lot that I was like, maybe they can just buy. Maybe they can buy markers with it. Every <laughs> sheet is a coloring <laughs> sheet. Yes. They're all coloring sheets. It's cheaper to sell the markers with the planner. <laughs> yes. Well, and you guys know as business owners, like, there is so many moving parts and people I think don't realize that, you know, that's why they're always like, well, why do you charge so much? And why do you, because it costs them. Right? <laughs> like it really is, you know, like what's that thing on TikTok yeah. um, where they show like, why do you, it's like a, they show the people making the paintings and it's like, why do you charge so much? Yeah. And it's like a song. I can't yeah. think of it right now, but yeah. it's, oh my God, you gotta look it up. It's I hysterical. Have, yeah. yeah. And there's another there's one. There's a lot of swear words in it. Yeah. And there's <laughs> another one that's like, the price is the price. Don't call <laughs> me and ask me for no discounts because the price yeah. is the price. I saw it online yeah. and this is how much it costs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you can find somewhere that, that you can pay that. Yeah. I have and people that'll pay more. But yeah. it's so many moving parts to running. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings, regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. A business and then you throw in being a parent, you know, and whether you have natural kids or not, when you when you have a business and you're employing other people, oh, it's, you're a parent, you're, mm -hmm. a, parent, you're, you're a counselor, <laughs> you know, all of those things. We don't start a business because we're like, oh, we're going to make a ton of money, right? Because we know, <laughs> we know that's not the thing. We do it because we want to provide a service. We want to meet a need, all of those things. And, and I think people forget that. Like yeah. they just think we're in it for the money. And I'm like, I have put more money out than I'm yeah. making, you know, getting yeah. in. I am providing this because I believe that people can benefit from it, you know, and then sometimes you you implement these things and you see other people and you guys are mentors and coaches. And I know you you help other people all the time. I see you guys. So it's like and you see them do well and you're happy, but you're like, dang, I need, I need that. Right. Like one of my clients was like, I have I, I made six figures this year because I've implemented all of the things you told me to. And I was like, oh, yes, great. I'm so happy. And I'm like, one day. That's going to be me. <laughs> hey, y'all. 
I'm Erica Cervello, and I'm the owner as well as the stylist at Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. We specialize in everything from lived-in hair color to vivid creations, haircuts, wedding hair and makeup, structured manicures, gel extensions, and the best nail art in the city. We work closely with Rochester artists and makers to carry an array of handmade goodies for you to shop from. Gallery Salon is proud to offer gender-neutral pricing, and we are a certified LBGTQ plus safe zone. Our space and staff are welcoming and down-to-earth. We know you'll be comfortable to come as you are and celebrate your individuality at Gallery Salon. You can find us at galleryhair.com and Facebook or Instagram. Give us a call at 585-271-8340. Or better yet, swing by and meet us and see what we're about. Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions. Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit. So fast forward to COVID. We know a lot of people whose businesses didn't survive COVID. But for me, COVID really gave me the opportunity to pivot and really think about what brings me joy we're at seven years. What are you going to do with Muse? Because now it's time for you to really either grow it or let it go, yeah. right? Because that's that that's that seven year itch that mm-hmm. we all get. So that was probably going to happen regardless of COVID, or did COVID kind of make that happen? No, I think it was already mm-hmm. in the process, but you know we hold on to the things that are comfortable, mm-hmm. the things that um, we know we're good at. So we don't want to like, I know I can do an event. I can plan an event with my eyes closed. Like I can create a timeline. I can do all of those things. Um, So I think I was holding on to it for all of those reasons. So doing the event, it wasn't, I've done so many events in Rochester that people don't know it was me, right? Like, because it's not Denise doing the event, it's, the experience and seeing people's reactions to the event that really brought me a lot of joy. And when COVID happened and people stopped being able to have events in person or nonprofits weren't able to hire outside people to do their events and now they had to do them on their own, they reached out because I worked for nonprofit events before I went out on my own. And they were like, how do I do this? I need to create a timeline. I don't know where to begin. I don't know those types of things. And so that's where the transition started happening. So I started realizing that I can help people organize. I can help people create those logistical things that they don't know in general and still get the satisfaction of helping people, right? Like that was what the events was giving me. It wasn't so much the event. And I'm going to be 100% honest when I realize, like, holy crap, I can make the same amount of money doing less work. Mm-hmm. I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And you can so, always plan an event. Like, I that can, can always be something like, that you do. My family refuses to let me not do events for them anymore. <laughs> but I I still get that satisfaction of doing events because I, I volunteer and I help a lot of nonprofits and I sit on committees. So I still get to do the event part. But for my business... It's now um, more 
logistical planning, strategic planning, helping people really realize. And most of my clients now are business owners who are like, I have all of these ideas swirling in my head (laughs) and I I can't figure out where to start. So we kind of come together, we do a brainstorming and I like to call it a brain dump, but we just get everything out. And then we start organizing their thoughts, organizing their ideas, and then coming up with a implementation plan, basically. Okay. So, so it's like an individualized planner? Yes. And it's just one-on-one with me. And they don't have to, they don't have to purchase my planner for that. But now my two businesses go together, mm-hmm. right? Because I am planning with other people their days, their businesses, their weeks, their, you know, you know, like I am actually helping them get that clarity onto how to plan. Cause some people, they just don't know. They don't know what the amount that, of details that are involved in something. Yes. And the checklists and the yes. contact info that you don't have. Or... Mm-hmm. And just thinking about some things that are helpful to be efficient, right? Yeah. Like, why are you why are you doing that when you can automate that? And have <laughs> you know what I mean? Have yes. systems in place that'll do it. But when we're in the weeds so much and we're doing it, we don't we can't see it anymore. Yeah, you need those, so, that outside. Yeah, set of so eyes. you need that outside set of eyes to really help you figure that part out. I have good relationships with vendors here in Rochester, and I always refer to those people because I trust them and I know I've worked with them, and you know, so I'm still able to help them in that way. But I don't, I don't want to do the event, you know. Yeah, but I will help people create event timelines and, you know, just the entire thought process of what an event entails. And we kind of went to that era anyways, because mm-hmm. everyone was DIYing everything, oh right? And I was- Do you have sourdough? No. <laughs> Kelly does. Do. She's given me plenty that I continue to kill somehow. So, like, so what does your business look like today? I rebranded new colors, new logo, and changed the name slightly to Muse Co. for Muse Company because we have a lot of things that we offer and it's growing. And I like where it's at, you know, especially because everyone's kind of starting from scratch again. But I like the momentum that I have. I have several clients. I have, you know, a publisher. And and I love that they're not they don't have to be local now. Right. And, you know, I did a lot of events out of town, but that was an extra expense Mm -hmm. that they, they entailed. So I'm like, are you sure you want me to fly to North Carolina? You can't find anybody to do. And it's like, no, it has to be you because of my creative gene. And that allows me this, the new process allows me to be creative in a different way. Okay. So it brings me a lot of joy. And I think we, everybody was looking for joy after COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of times people ask me like, what made you do that after seven years? Like you're in it, right? And you're being successful at it. Right. And most people don't make it to seven years. But I also think that we stay in things that we aren't happy with. And so how successful would it really have been if I just wasn't happy with it anymore? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I started the process of meeting with um, this company to kind of rebrand and really have the conversation of like, can I keep the same name? Can I, you know, I said to my friends, I was like, 
So I'm, I'm redoing Muse and I don't know that it's going to be Muse anymore. And I'm okay with just even scrapping the name. And they were like, what? <laughs> like everyone was like, what? It's a great name. Yes. And so I, I really had to come to terms with myself, right? To say, you have to be okay with bettering yourself, bettering your business, bettering your situation and starting brand new if you have to. Like you have to be all in on your transition. And I think sometimes we don't do that because we're afraid of what's going to be on the other side. But for me, it was, I'm already not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm already doing this just to be doing it. And I just knew there was another way to serve them. And I'm like, listen, I was all in. Like I was ready to just have a whole new name and just start <laughs> fresh. Mm -hmm. But Muse was very important to me because of how it came about. Like the name came to me in a dream. Okay, yeah, and, let's talk more about that. Yeah. So where does this come from? So Muse came to me in a dream. And I remember at the time it was going to be a boot. I thought it was going to be a boutique because I kept seeing gowns and accessories. And I, so I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be a boutique of some sort. And I woke up and, you know, I wrote it down in my journal because I write everything down. And I'm so organized. <laughs> it's so, I love it. Because you know what happens? We dream about mm -hmm. stuff. Then we wake up and we're like, yeah. what the hell did I just mm -hmm. dream about? Or you think about it a couple days later and you're like, hey, I know there was really had a million dollar idea yeah, in that, that head was, somewhere. That was so good. Oh. And I, it's gone. Right. So yeah. I just started writing. I have a notebook next to my bed. It's really small. I carry it in my purse so that if something come, pops in my head while I'm out and about, I just write it down. And I wrote it all down and went about my day. That next night, the dream picked up right where it left off. Seriously. Wow. I, I promise you. So I'm like thinking, this is so weird. I've really got to open this boutique. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to open this boutique, you know? And I woke up the next morning, wrote everything down from that dream. Third day, dream picks up where it left off. And that day, that in that part of the dream, I locked the door and I seen the name on the door. Oh my God, I'm getting the chills. Me too. And Me too. And that's how Muse came. Wow. And so when I started thinking about the planner, Inspire 365, really Muse was, Muse is to inspire or be inspired by. And so that kind of tied them together. So even though people thought they were different in my mind, it was still very much muse, right? You, you're inspiring people. And it was years before I realized like, oh, it's not a bridal boutique. It's an event planning, planning weddings and doing those and types of things. And when you tell all of these stories, it makes complete sense to me. Absolutely. Right, right. So that's why when I said to my friends, like, I'm Muse is about to be out. Oh yeah, they, no, they were couldn't all have, like, no. no, there is no way. Like, mm -hmm. no one has that type of experience yeah. with their business. And I knew, I knew that it would be evolutionary. I knew it was going to keep changing, and I knew that it was going to be different. Um, I just didn't know where I was going to land with it. I also have, like I said, I have two boys, and I also kept thinking this isn't something they're going to want after I'm gone. Right. Like they're, I mean, my oldest is into, you know, he 
does a lot of music. He, you know, he has his own radio show at Wayo. And mm-hmm. so he, he does a lot of things with music and I could, and he's helped out with weddings and done music, you know, the DJing and that type of stuff. But I couldn't see him or my youngest son really saying like, yeah, this is a business we're going to take over. And I just started thinking about what is the legacy that I want to leave for my boys. And they, they are very disciplined and they do goal planning and setting and things like that. And I could see them, this being something that they're proud of and that they would want to carry on. So that was also important for me. So that's why I was like, I was just willing to go all in. And my husband is like, really, you know, he's a PETA, like all husbands, but he is, (laughs) but he is my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. And he says, whatever you put your hands to, it's going to be successful. So I'm going to back that up and I'm going to do that. You're just like killing us over here between the dreams and your sons and now your husband. I know. I'm like, tissues out, Kelly. Join us October 16th through the 19th in Geneva for our Bossy Build and Balance Retreat. We are filling each day with seminars and activities to promote self and business health. Allowing time to rejuvenate and build your business. Go to bossyrock.com to sign up for our email list and stay up to date on offerings and opportunities. Follow us at Bossy Rock. Be bold, be bossy. See you in Geneva. I have a question. Sure. What was your favorite event you ever did? My favorite event was they flew me out to North Carolina and it was on this, like this lake house. But I just remember walking to the edge and it was like this wooded area and you could just see the water from the end just glistening. I'm a water person. So being near water really helped. But what I loved about that was it was like a micro wedding. So basically... It was set up, this event space was set up for little mini weddings. So people would come, they would pick their colors, they set everything up, they would have their friends come, you know, the minister or, you know, rabbi, whatever, would marry them, they would have cake there and take pictures, and then it was done. Wow. And literally, they flew me to North Carolina to do this, I think... I was working for like five hours and then they tore everything down. They did everything. And then the next people came, you know, and they just put different colors up, different flower arrangements and all of that stuff, because that part was, you know, all the stuff that I did worked with different vendors and set up the flowers. So there was a little difference, but for the most part, and that was my favorite favorite event because it was so simple, but yet it was a beautiful service. It was beautiful ceremony. The families had a great time. They didn't have a ton of bridesmaids and all of that, you know, because the space was limited. Um, And it really was my favorite event. And then the second one was I planned a destination wedding in Maui. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh my gosh. I'm going to become an event planner just so I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, right. It it was beautiful. I mean, and, but excuse me people, while I go change my job for seven years so that I can ultimately. <laughs> but you know what people don't realize is I was staying up late to mm-hmm. talk to them because of the time difference, right. like just oh. all of the things that come with that. People just don't think about those pieces. They're like, oh yeah, well I plan events and I can do. It. No, you, there's 
sacrifices that yeah. you have to make and, you know, like staying up late and, you know, just all of those things. But it really was my favorite, one of my favorite events. So what did 12 year old Denise want to do when she grew up? Oh, I wanted to be a dancer. Okay. Ooh. What kind of dance? I think I wanted to be a fly girl. Remember I was on just gonna, Living Color? Yes. I was actually just going to say I could see you as J-Lo. <laughs> I wanted to was be a fly girl. girl. Yes, she was. <laughs> I wanted to be a fly girl only because at that time there, there wasn't a show with people of color yeah. that was very integrated, you know, like Jim Carrey was on there and he mm-hmm. was white. And I just didn't see, I didn't see that mixture of people just having a good time together I was like, that's what I want to do. As I got older, I wanted to be a social worker. Mm -hmm. And I actually started school to be a social worker. And I did my first intern and was out. (laughs) That was, I I think people need to do internships at the beginning of their college career. Because I I was like, nope. Yes. No. And why be a social worker when you can just have employees? Yeah. Well, you know, now I'm like, man, I'm glad I took those classes. Yep. I have a special ed degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes in handy. Yes. Yeah. So, and then I, I ultimately ended up going to school for mental health, which is why mental health is so important to me and just my own mental health. That's why the transition and the pivot was so important because I just, I just wasn't happy anymore. Right. I can totally see a connection between mental health and event planning and um, Mm -hmm. organizational planning. Like it all kind of Mm -hmm. in a really unique way that I wouldn't have thought about before right now Mm -hmm. makes sense. Cause like you're helping other people have like their best experience. Yes. And not be stressed and not be, you know, sometimes like, I just love sitting and listening to people and when they come and they're like, well, I do this and I do this and I do that. And just the simple, like, you need to set a message on your email that says, hi, thanks for your email, but I'm currently closed and I'll respond to this email tomorrow. Right. Like Mm -hmm. just, and they're like, that is a form of therapy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, just having people go, oh, I don't know why I didn't think about that because you're in it. And now you, you see the email and you feel like you have to get right back to them. And so just little things like that, just helping people, it really is helping their mental health. What's your biggest challenge with work right now? Um, Is really getting people to follow through with what we've worked on, right? Like we've come up with this great plan, but you're not implementing any of the things. And then you're wondering why you're still stressed out and why things aren't going smoothly. And I'm not giving people things to do that I haven't tried for myself or that I haven't had other people try and make sure that it works and it's tested. And, you know, so I think that's my biggest struggle is just, you know, like we've spent all this time and, you know, someone was like, who cares? They've already paid you. Who cares if they don't do it? Right. I care. Right. (laughs) I care because that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it just to get paid. I'm doing it because I want to make a difference and I want to impact people's life for the better. So that's my biggest struggle. And the second thing is that I'm not an event person anymore, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not your event chick anymore. I'm sorry. I have tons of friends that do it that I could refer you to. And I have a friend who's like, I don't care. You're doing my wedding. Right. I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, can, can you get a boyfriend first? <laughs> right. Then we'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, about that when yeah, it comes to me. We will worry about that when it gets there. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, I think I would have maybe mapped it out myself first 
I didn't. I just kind of went in with these are the things that I want. These are the things that I need. And I just kind of said, hey, this is what I want. She created it. But I think I, I would have tested it out myself longer than I did and then put it out. But you know, you know how we are like, mm -hmm. oh, no, let's just do it. But I found that that process is more helpful than not. Right. Like actually just putting it out to market, having a viable, you know, like an MVP, a marketable, you know, um, viable product, get it out have them really use it and then from feedback make improvements so that you're not spending a lot of time just thinking of all the things that could go wrong or that you want in there and then nobody even cares about that stuff right, right. and that's time wasted so i do think that there are certain people that just do better on the fly and certain people that like have to overly plan i think it really just depends on what you've learned okay yeah but I know some people who are just very spontaneous and like to just, you know, just do things. Um, I'm not one of them. Even with <laughs> even with the being laxed a little bit on the over planning, um, I still am not. Yeah, that. but can you consider yourself lax on over planning when you develop planners? I mean, I would almost <laughs> say that you're like an extra planner well, because you, you literally no, make planners. If you, yeah, if you had met me before, you'd be like, yeah, she's lax. <laughs> you know, like people are always like, Look over, you know, when something goes wrong, you know, when everyone's looking at you, you know, you're the person that always would flip out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? What's everybody looking at? And they're like, what's happening? Are you OK? <laughs> you seem really calm for this to be going. And I've just kind of learned that, like, those things are going to come up. Mm -hmm. I think your ability to pivot and really um, transition and adapt to the new situation is crucial. Right. Even in, in business, in personal and professional growth, I think all of that is is so crucial. Denise, you're fascinating. <laughs> I just think you're fascinating. <laughs> Kelly actually said before you came here, she was like, I don't know that much about Denise. No, I can't wait for this. I'm so excited to learn more. And it's why I love doing these things. But ah, you're, you're fascinating. Well, thank you. I mean, we're talking about I'm, I'm 41 now, right? And we're talking about things that were happening when I was like a freshman in college. And it didn't happen overnight. And I think that's what people walk into this chapter of your life and are like, oh, she's, you know, got this all worked out. And no, like this was a lot of changes, a lot of iterations of who this and what this is going to look like. And so I think even that, right, being laxed and being comfortable with things are going to change, whether I want them to or not, how I roll with those changes or what's important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you paid a lot of attention. Yeah. to what you were doing, why you were doing it, and what you were going to do next. And made the connections and made them make sense. Yeah. And I didn't think about that till you said that. So thank you. Oh, you're <laughs> Sometimes you can't be in it. Didn't you right. say that earlier? When yes. you're in it, you don't see yeah. it. When, when you're outside eyes today. Yes. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell us? Well, I do have social media for both businesses. I still have two separate platforms because I'm still trying to really grow like Muse into being something different. So I've been like trying to phase out all the event stuff and then I'm going to kind of con combine the two. But both my Facebook and IG are MuseCo.co mm -hmm. and then Inspire 365 Planner, both on Facebook and Instagram. Do you have a website? I do have a website. 
It's musecompany.co. .co. Yes. A lot of times people think like, oh, she left the M off. And then they're like, I sent you an email. And I'm like, I never got it. And then I realized like, oh, you added the M. I didn't leave that off. It's .co. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I've actually emailed you before and had that happen. And mm -hmm. then like, I didn't get I a response. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't send wrong? the right email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are there any more businesses brewing in your brain? I do have some things in my brain. I just... Um, you need a planner to plan it out. No, no. <laughs> I just need to figure out how I'm going to um, do those things. And if if Rochester's where I'm going to do those things. And for me, being an army brat, like, I get... That's why I travel so much. Like, someone said to me, tell me the truth. You live somewhere else and you visit Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's the way I keep myself grounded mm -hmm. because every two and a half years we moved. Right. You know, so being somewhere for 17 years is a long time. So, um, so I just have to figure out like what's next because my husband and I are about to be empty nesters. So like, congratulations. Fly girl. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think that ship was sailed. <laughs> It's never too late. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. we hope you stay here, but if you do move, then you could start a bossy chapter. Oh, in yeah. That would be, yes. <laughs> that would See, be look great. at us. Mm -hmm. We're already uh, tying those knots. Yep. Yeah. You can't get away from us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I love that idea. Is there anything else that you want people to know about you or your business? I'm hoping that, um, you know, people can make the connection between the two. Because um, I think that people who need me for the organizational part still kind of think of me as the event person. But, you know, you'd be surprised. Like when people meet with me, they're like, oh my God, people need to know about this, you know? So yeah, I just, you know, hope that people start seeing me a little differently so that, because I know what I'm doing is going to be impactful. Mm-hmm. When again, when you're in it, you don't see it, right? right? Yeah. So you're in the weeds and you're just trying to get through everything and you don't realize how much help you need. Yes. Until you stop yeah. and you do it. Right. We talk about that all the time, working in your business and working on your business. And yes, when you're in it, you can't really work on it. So mm -hmm. it's where you come in. Yes. Yeah. And it's what I love to do because I love just sitting and talking with people and just really just hearing their stories and people think like I'm in a, a huge extrovert because I do a lot of talking, but that's what my business requires me to do. I really like just sitting, reflecting and listening to um, other people. So, because that's where my creative juices get flowing, you know, like you could just say one thing and then I'm like, Oh, you could do this and you could do this. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would like all you bosses to go to our social and tell us how you stay organized. Do you have a trick of the trade? Is there an app we don't know about? <gasps> oh my God, I, I would love to learn a new app. A new app that I won't use appropriately? Yeah, well, I like, it's so funny, like with the social media, like all of a sudden there was all of these apps where you could schedule all of your social media posts. And I thought that was so cool. And I tried and I couldn't use any of them, but then you could actually program your posts and schedule I've them. heard that. Yeah. I've not done it. But I have I not hear. done it either. No, we're the worst. <laughs> we're the worst. We're supposed to be techie. I know. We need we need Denise. I had no idea. And I, she's truly fascinating. This is her story. And the natural progression that you don't see when you're in it on how we start somewhere when we're 12 and how we end up 
somewhere that somehow weirdly makes sense. It's all, and all of her choices are so intentional. I love, I love everything. I love everything she said. I love her evolution. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like, even if you're good at something, if you're not, if you don't love it, how successful can you actually be? Yeah. I think that's something that we all need to ask ourselves at least once a quarter when we're once file, file no sales taxes. <laughs> it's just really still something that's I don't want to add that to my to-do list. No, I'm well, going to ask if I'm finding joy twice a year. I'll do it. I'll line it up with my dentist appointment. Put it in your planner. I will put it in my planner. <laughs> in my Goldilocks planner. In your Goldilocks planner. There will be a section where I can rate my joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed our interview with Denise. Make sure to follow us on social. At Bossy Rock. And go to our website, bossyrock.com, to sign up for our email and to follow us on updates for our retreat coming in October in Geneva, New York. And if you're not from Rochester, we'd love to hear from you, hear what's happening in your neck of the woods, and if you'd be interested in starting a bossy chapter there. And tell us how you stay organized. All right. Be bold. Be Be brave. brave. Be the boss. This episode has been brought to you by Knox, a secret library of cocktails and comfort food hidden inside the village gate. Find out more at knoxcocktail.com. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican Restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at selenas.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-S.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Bush, and I own Marshall Street Bar & Grill. Whether you're out celebrating with friends or looking for a catered event, Marshall Street is your number one choice. With board games, pool, darts, pinball, and three large screen projectors, you'll never run out of things to do. Check out our huge menu with over 60 items, including vegan and vegetarian food, 18 taps, unique spirits, and great daily specials. We've got something for everyone. Come see old friends or make new ones at Marshall Street Bar & Grill. You always have a home at Marshall Street.